This is the Chrysalis Color Analysis Podcast. Your hosts are Christine Skamen of 12 Blueprints and Jorun Harness of Nordic Simplicity. We are color analysts and we talk about how color can help you love the way you look. We aim for publishing a new episode roughly once a month, but the best way to make sure you don't miss out on an episode is to subscribe to Chrysalis Color Analysis on your preferred podcast app. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 43, Neutral Combinations for Winter. This is the first in a series of four focusing on the four season groups and we're beginning with winter in honor of the request that inspired this episode, right Christine? Yeah, we are. Hi everyone. In a comment to a recent video on my YouTube channel, which was your best blue jeans, and of course we'll link it in the show notes, Leah, who is a bright winter, shared that she recently spent some time with a true spring friend friend who looked understated, sophisticated, and yet fabulous in all neutral outfits. Leah wears her black, silver, charcoal, has a special preference for white, but wonders if it's possible to do understated elegance rather than the drama that comes naturally to winter neutral or color combinations. While winter can look elegant and sophisticated, do they do understated? In a winter color palette, the amount of pigment in the colors is high, whereas the neutral tones have very little color pigment. Drama might have different definitions, but we'd agree that it involves extremes and that wearing them looks good. Hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I think we need to define understated as relative to which season you are. Uh, Winters. Winters are inherently high contrast, so winters wouldn't look great in an outfit of all the same values as a summer would. That's kind of a given, um, but that does that make winter overstated? I don't know. I, I actually think the outfit described by your reader, you know, black, silver, white, and charcoal, which are all neutrals, right? Um Sounds perfectly elegant and understated in a winter sort of way. Um, Another example would be an all-white outfit with a red belt that could be defined as understated on a winter. Yeah, I'd see it that way, but not all red with a white belt. Mm, Interesting, yeah. Now, I, I I don't think so. I wouldn't say that that would be because... The drama of red, you know, it's not exactly understated sophistication, really hot and interesting sophistication, yes, but understated, mm, no, I don't think there's anything understated about an all red outfit. So what I was thinking of was a large chunk of white, like as 97% white, um, or any other traditional neutral like white, gray, black, but with a very small element of contrast, you know, like that red belt that I mentioned. And yet understated to me implies some kind of subtlety. I mean, what does understated mean? For me, I would say along the lines of not desiring, requiring, or insisting on attention. How would you say Yeah, that's true. And red is attention grabbing, isn't it? Like a way 
of saying a lot by saying less than you mean. Like an understatement in speech, somehow lowering the intensity of the words makes the statement stronger compared with exaggeration, which could have the that reverse effect, more attention, weaker message. We'll never find a definition everyone's on board with, but just to define where we're coming from, what might you say, Joran? Yeah, well, I like the definition of understatement that you said as not insisting on attention. The concept less is more could also be a good definition of understated. Yeah, it's relative, isn't it? Suppose the reader's question had been, I'm a true spring and I want to do drama like my true winter friend. Well, that's harder to imagine in the conventional application of true spring colors to create drama. What we might redefine understated when we arrive at the other four seasons, this being the first of four episodes. And I do not think we're going to do them consecutively, but we will do them. I like the word effective in the sense that what you wear is doing what you wanted it to do. Yeah, I like that word effective. It's really to the point. Your uh, your outfit should be to the point, effective. And yes, um, all seasons can do understated, and all seasons can do wild. You know, in wild interpretation of their season in their own way, while keeping within their essence making what you wear do what you wanted it to do be effective as you put it um you may have a personal preference for a more soft-spoken style all the time or you can choose to express yourself differently day to day maybe one day you want to convey understatement and another day you want to go all out like with a party look for example <clears throat> while we're on the topic of definitions what about the word neutral? The reader mentions white, gray, black, the neutral colors. We can define neutral as the fashion or wardrobe neutrals of your wardrobe, meaning the basic building blocks that can be worn with any item in the closet. Could be a jacket or footwear. And then there's the definition of neutral as warm, cool, and in between, you know, like neutral, what we call neutral colors. Yeah, for white, gray, black, we could, I think, talk about all three winters together since the neutrals have more crossover with neighbor seasons than the color colors do, especially when they're worn in bottoms or accessories away from the face. True of all seasons, I think, but maybe more so for winter since neutral tones have so little color pigment. Black or gray, a same skirt, would probably be fine for all three. Yeah, I agree. There's a lot of similarities between the black of the three winters. They're so similar that they're not going to make or break an outfit if it's within kind of the winter average black, like you say. Um, besides finding the correct neutrals, let's talk about contracts, shall we? Because winters, for winters, it's super important with high contrast when combining neutrals, because if you don't, the neutrals are going to lose their energy. Um, I think it's enough with value contrast. You don't need color contrast, um, like referring back to that all white outfit. If you put a black patent leather belt instead of that red belt, you know, um, or texture contrast is good. White with diamond the idea of some sort of 
contrast in some kind of a way I think is essential. Yes, I agree. It definitely makes the look snap a little bit more. Do you feel that all over darkness level should be maintained? I would wear dark with dark neutrals, but then I'm a dark winter. I would not wear white with white though, would you? Uh, uh, well, you are a dark winter, so it makes perfect sense for you. Uh, and me, yes, since you ask, I would wear white with white, but I'm a bright winter. If I wore dark with dark, I would have to add some sparkle or a little light element. Even a silver necklace might do the trick. Um, but always with some sort of contrasting element, be it ever so small. Um, me, I would wear white, yeah, in summer. White pants and a white tank top with red lips and black sandals. I could easily see that. I could see you in white with white and the same with bright winters. We easily see white with white. And then making the top and bottom a different texture. Or what you said before, white with diamond. I mean, that's just fabulous, really. Mm -hmm. um, Gray and black are understated and subtle. One of my favorite combinations. And I, I do see the right kind of simplicity as being dramatic. Mm. Or the winter drama as being understated or simple in a way. And I, I, I love black and gray. You know, if I can get the contrast level right, like a silver gray with black, super. Yeah. I mean, um, honestly, even then, I would just wear gray and black. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that contrasting, but the, the, the simplicity alone um, maybe is well, understood in drama, you know? It depends on what kind of gray and what kind of yeah. black, you know? Sure. Light gray or dark gray. You could easily wear dark gray and black and, and mm -hmm. look stunning. But mm -hmm. for me, I would wear like a medium gray or a silver gray with black mm -hmm. in order to look intriguing. Present. <laughs> yeah. Present, effective. Yeah. 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 As opposed to like a, a, a little fortress <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah. A suitcase. Um, yeah, yes, it's all sorts of funny, um, which we won't delight our readers with or listeners <laughs> at this moment. Um, so any kind of extreme. I even think a black turtleneck is kind of extreme and dramatic. And um, so we can think of extremes at the high end of a scale, like sculpture and shine. Yeah, that's that's extreme and dramatic. But I think the lower end is dramatic, too. It's the distance from the the middle of the bell curve, I guess. And drama and co contrast could come together from a metal, a shape, a single diamond at the base of the neck. I, I at the risk of re repeating myself, I think good simplicity is dramatic. I, I agree. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I um I could see a dark gray satin blouse, black pants, and a fantastic belt. I'm really very big on metal for winters because the association is so easy. And so just wear your grays in metallic textiles. Uh, light, like platinum, dark, like lead, tungsten, really raises the energy of the clothing to be actual metal. So you're wearing clothing as jewelry or jewelry as clothing. I find that kind of thing very interesting. Without, again, exaggerating or overstating yourself, you're kind of understating yourself and yet saying a lot. This sort of thing, winters don't even have to, to try. The look, the person, they just connect and both get on with their day. 
I'm really a fan of not having to think <laughs> or try if I don't have to. Never let it be said I didn't do the least I could do. Just go with what's <laughs> already there, you know, less effort, preserve energy. Oh, I absolutely agree, especially when it comes to getting dressed. I think my yeah. goal in life is to help people not have to think when they get up in the morning and put on their clothes and just kind of look happy and look energetic, you know, just like that. I love it. Anyway, so isn't the very purpose of color analysis making life easy? Because you know how to work with your color tone instead of against your color tone and then having to work even harder to create some sort of harmony? Well, you sure have to think less. Makeup just falls into place. The, the, the thinking can be almost, well, for me, anyhow, the, there's it eradicated. Really, it really it makes makeup easy. And clothing, I guess it's it's simplifies as much as you want. But I, I entirely agree that you at least are working on your terms instead of um, trying to fit into someone else's visions. And mm -hmm. okay, new question, new question for all of us. Mm -hmm. When is all black not monotone? Because it's always monochromatic, right? And the point is to not overtly attract attention because that would be the opposite of understated. So it's never to me about showing skin unnecessarily, but a superb detail qualifies like a perfect pleated slit on the back of the skirt or a zipper in a place you don't expect, like up the front of a leg or down the back. Those are not monotone at all. In fact, being all black in a way helps, helps me um, connect with the look better. Hmm. So question back at you. Do you see an all black outfit as one of the few monochrome outfits a winter could get away with then? Is that what you're saying? Well, I wasn't really being that um, scientific or pinned down about it, but <laughs> I, I think my answer would just be, well, it depends what you do with it. And I guess that's true of everything, right? All black, everything. My opinion, not that interesting. My eyes would skip over it, maybe because we just see it so much. Interesting details, style, and yeah, the black. What is it that I find interesting? The black almost frames the, the detail, both in the background, both being a background color for whatever the detail is, the zipper, but it's also active at the same time under a winter face, it's doing something. And so in the spirit of get away with, I uh, I see a great all black outfit as needing more planning, maybe also more cost than black with one other neutral where the eye is just given something to do. Topic of all black. This is a funny thing, but I do notice it. I might add attention or even control in the hairstyle because all black is quite controlled or controlling in my eyes. It always feels very managed. And as always, a look is more convincing when everything points the same way. So I would rather a well-positioned ponytail than flowy hair. I mean, your own texture is perfect and it's always perfect. And your own hair color is perfect and always perfect. But just adding an element of intention rather than being entirely free form. Yes? No? Have I gone too far on my own personal limb? <laughs> no, no, you're out on a limb, but I like you there. Yeah, I, I usually am. <laughs> it makes, makes it interesting because, <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, 
when I hear you say that, I'm thinking it kind of goes with the needs careful planning concept. Because um, if black, an all black outfit needs to be carefully planned, the hairstyle that goes with it needs to be carefully planned too with an all black outfit. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, I just don't see um, hair that's, you know, too, <laughs> too unleashed or <laughs> doing whatever it is it wants to do with an all black outfit it, that somehow they don't go together. Um, mm. Can black be intentional, do you think? Or is it a background? So here's what I have in my head. An ice gray dress or outfit with a black bag. So now the dress is the background. Does the black as a focal point say more to you than as a larger area? Hmm. Still out on that limb. Yeah. Oh, my comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your comfort zone. Okay, let me rock the limb a little bit. Okay, no, think the sugar it. tree, sure. <laughs> yes, I'll shake it. Now, let me think about this for a bit. What what does black as a focal point say to me? I think black as a focal point gives depth and perspective to a light outfit. So black as a focal point on a winter is like dotting the I and crossing the T, completing the sentence of the outfit, as it were. Um, now, a large area of black on a winter creates a background where the face and features in the face come forward. And that's one of the main signs that you are a winter, right? That black makes you come forward. If you put that amount of black on any of the other seasons and the face recedes and the features kind of go away, black takes over and becomes the main focus instead of putting the person wearing it forward. Um, maybe I'm out on a limb now, but great. Welcome. I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah. Up and down on the That's limb. Right. Let's see together. <laughs> Yes. Anyway, so gray on a winter is tricky, like you say. It really needs to be the right kind of gray, with a pure gray with no colors in it. Um, but a winter gray should ideally be described using the metallic terminology. I think kind of this is something we talked about already, but like silver, alloy, platinum, lead, those kinds of gray. Any other winter gray colors come to mind no i have the same idea if, if it's shiny the reflection has to be sharp or specific matt of course wouldn't have the same shine i'm just thinking about why can i not add pewter to the list that you just created there but it doesn't feel as comfortable um the reflection maybe is softer even in a matte fabric Something about pewter doesn't seem to work for me. And it's, I don't know what that is. I'd have, I guess it would depend on the particular metal. Neutrals are just about what you do with them. There's so much opportunity for variety, more than you might have with winter colors, using texture, for example, like a leather crop jacket with combat or lug sole boots and opaque tights. There's lots of variety without really feeling any demand to be noticed. At least in, in many urban environments, that would be pretty normal looking. Or where you put the color, like the lining of a tote bag. I um, 
unsurprisingly to anyone, <laughs> I, mm -hmm. I like pearls in unusual expressions, like a single flower, let's say, or gingham. You just don't see that usually. Like you don't see black and white tea towels. Still qualifies as low key if the design is scaled the same as a person, you know, not a big gigantic flower unless the person is larger in scale, then it would be fabulous. But um, I can even imagine a smaller single flower or some very graphic print on both Yorin or myself. And I think the concept works. Mm. Yeah, I, I like very much the sophistication of contrasting and varying through textures. I really do. That's very subtle classiness. And uh, houndstooth is another texture that allows you to use high contrast value, but in neutrals. A black-white houndstooth jacket, I like that. I would like that. I've never had one, but to me, that is kind of timeless and classic. Yeah, which kind of, because it is timeless, the style makes it um, an understatement. Because we're just so used to houndstooth that um, you can do all kinds of great things with neutral colors. And yet it is, in, in its own style, a kind of an understatement. I because I can love I do love black and white houndstooth, but it can catch my eye and be a bit insistent when the uh, when the teeth are big. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Oh, Grandma, what big teeth you have! Anyway, <laughs> when when this print is smaller scale, it's a little more understated than if the pattern is oversized. That's what you're saying. So we want the Chihuahua teeth, not the wolf teeth, in order to be understated. Yeah, like it's got to match the person, right? Because on on you or me, a very big houndstooth, <laughs> you think of a little red wine, I would think of Jaws. Just, <laughs> there's something kind of aggressive because I'm 5'4 and you're about my height or maybe a tiny little bit smaller. So it, it just, you got to scale it to the person who's wearing it. And you got to be comfortable wearing it. I think if it feels conspicuous, like leather pants, people pick up on that. So what might be understated on someone might not be at all on someone else just because of what they feel well wearing. Yeah, speaking of feeling well wearing it, it's like that single flower that you mentioned. The right person would be able to feel super comfortable with a giant flower. I think you mentioned giant flower. <laughs> I, I, I cringe. I cringe at that thought. It wouldn't make me feel very comfortable. But I'm guessing that's precisely your point. You know, it should be in harmony with your your frame, your size, and your personality and your style expression. And it, my kind of unusual expression, I would be right at home in that uh, outfit you described earlier. I would be, I could add a classic pleated skirt and then a black and white great, you know, in, in a black, white, gray tartan, not to bring red into this, and um, and then combine it with a fluffy mohair sweater and a black leather jacket, a moto jacket. Be awesome. I could easily see that. Some people would see that as dramatic, but um, honestly, I would not on you, A, because I know you and that energy so streamlines with yours that I, it just wouldn't stand apart from you. And also compared to what you could have worn, I mean, you didn't wear orange and fuchsia, right? It is still black, white, and gray. Mm -hmm. And Martin of all things. 
And um, I'd see that look as super imaginative and yet understated. Maybe both at once. Maybe that's one of the hallmarks of success with neutrals, you know, getting back to what you do with them. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is interesting is decorative eyeglass frames when you're wearing neutrals, even if, especially if you don't wear glasses, the, the premise of a rising tide lifts all boats where a single, a single simple item can elevate a whole look. So woman or man wearing all gray or some combination of neutrals and then has these very cool eyeglasses that would just sharpen the whole thing in a really good way without being at all overstated unless the glasses are. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I see that. A single item can elevate a whole look, like a stunning belt on a simple sweater dress or or that huge flower on the lapel of a classic jacket on the right person. Yeah. I you know how um my mother and I, I think there was a time when women would wear brooches, you know, those yeah. pins that you wear. I always mm-hmm. wonder why those why everybody doesn't wear those all the time. <laughs> They're so expressive. And mm-hmm. as you say, I would wear mm, the right kind of flower or I would wear a spider. Like you can do so much. How are you going to really wear a spider in clothing? Spider. You could wear a spider. Me? Oh. I would wear like a black lizard on my lapel. Why a, a black- lizard? What is it yeah, about lizards? Like with a sequined brooch? Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> Would it be going up over your shoulder? No, I, I, it would be tame. It would be, be tame. <laughs> it would have a name, it's like you know, John. Right there on my, on my lapel, <laughs> or Letitia. <laughs> you know where I got this ring? I did um, a YouTube video on medals. It was your best silver. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And in I think the winter panel, there was a ring of a spider. I cannot get that thing out of my mind. It's fantastic. And I mean, it's just dark silver and I think black or maybe even just a silver stone, but it's the coolest thing ever. So yeah, an item like that, Mm -hmm. I think can take um, a winter person wearing their neutrals way up over the top in a good Yeah. And all you're doing is wearing gray and black. I mean, let's face it, you know, but Mm -hmm. yeah. So brooches. So, so all of these sorts of things, a belt, like you said, Okay, Yoren, another question. What about colors? Are navy and black-brown included in our neutrals conversation here? I I at least vote for black-brown because it repeats the hair color of so many winters. Oh, yes. I definitely think espresso brown is an underused color for for winters. Yep. Whatever repeats the hair color in the closest palette version Counts as neutral to me. Now, blonde and red-haired, I probably would pick black-brown because those don't have a palette version. If it's, um, but it's in there somewhere if you're a winter. Lashes, eyebrows, eyeliner. Or you could wear the closest light gray, a sort of a surgical steel gray, if that works as a good neutral for you. And it likely would repeat the hair color. I find a lot of winter neutral a lot of winter hair colors. The highlight is actually kind of a stainless steel color. It's really interesting. Hmm. So what about dark blue navy as a neutral? It's not that long ago navy was the go-to dark neutral in women's wardrobes. It really was. And and then something happened and these way black is the preferred dark neutral. And I think 
very dark blue navy reads as black, but it's kinder in many cases. Oh, kinder and and more interesting too. How um how long ago could you remember when navy was the go-to dark neutral? Is it did black was it the age of sort of mass clothing production, which was when in the fifties or something? Is that when um, black became the one? I think it was later than that. I think ah. it, in the sixties and seventies. There was still navy blue as a, as a defining, you know, like a very classic go-to color. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look it up and, and do some research on it mm -hmm. uh, more. I, I did look it up once and I can't remember exactly yeah. when. It's fantastic. All three winters have navy blue and, and they have more than one navy blue too that would still read a little redder, a little greener. Um, and I, I totally am going to say that's a neutral color. Sets oh, off the colors in a softer way than black. Navy, I think, also blends into the crowd less, repeats the natural eye colors sometimes, or is a fantastic complement for brown eyes. Yeah, it's just so much more going on than with black. Mm. So, throwing in a little Molotov cocktail here, um, I know we said earlier that red is an attention-grabbing color. I'm going to kind of skip and jump out on a very thin limb and ask you, can red ever be used as a neutral? I mean, that is just a really good question because when I look at winters, I often, that's what I see. I know when I'm looking to, uh, I don't want to say hide, but, you know, if I'm having like a dress down day, I actually wear red. And I could see dark winter very easily using red as a neutral. Well, like you said before, on a hanger, red always gets noticed. And because on a hanger, there's just no context. But once it's on the person, the right red can seem to, well, not disappear, but it doesn't really register. Why? Why is that? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm not sure. Maybe it's a me thing, because a lot of things are a me thing. A lot of things are you. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things. <laughs> yes, I acknowledge that. But I can picture the same idea on any dark winter I think of. It just feels a lot quieter than blue or green. It's almost like one of my grays. Or it's an energy thing. And this is not objective. I have very little knowledge of color as energy or for healing. I'm just thinking... It's the feeling of how much the color and the person seem to become extensions of one another. There's some kind of continuity. And when I think about all those dark winters, it's the right, it's the same red I'm thinking of. It just seems to get less attention that you think. Um, like the red, how could I describe this? The red of those cinnamon heart candies, it's a little soft, but it is a real red. It's not burgundy. The same idea, let's say this of how I wear exactly the same blush with everything. And I don't, I don't think people notice it. They see lipstick and eye colors though. Now thinking about, do I think this works the same on everyone in any season? Mm, depends, I have to think about this a bit more. I don't see spring's coral or softer kind of melon as being quite doesn't quite disappear on them in the same way. Do you relate to any of this, Yaren? Or am I... <laughs> I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Am I on a, hanging on by a thread? I can. I can see. Uh, but the, but do you seem to you you say dark winter? Does that mean that a bright winter can't wear red and be in you know 
Well, what, you didn't say invisible. You said mm, you could just sort of better continuity with the person. I got to mm -hmm. say, I notice it more on bright winter wearing their red. Uh, yeah. When you I wear red. Yeah, I think this could be a specific dark winter thing. Or true. I'm going to go with true as well. There's this okay. particular sort of cherry red and um, the continuity with the person is so complete that somehow they look fantastic, but you're not really like, whoa, red shirt, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyhow, what, something to, for us to think well, about a bit more. I, I, on an intuitive level, I can yeah. see that, you know, though, yeah. Hmm. Very, I, I love these conversations. But then, mm. you know, you know, perhaps it's the same as with black, how the winter person doesn't disappear in black. The right red harmonizes with you so that even if it would scream on anyone from another season, it kind of blends and harmonizes with the winter person. Hmm. Well, anyway, it's something to explore. Speaking of color as energy or healing, our founding mother, Catherine Callis, had strong opinions on that and of color tone linked to personality and a whole lot of things. And I'm not saying that we should go there exactly, but I do know that we can change or enhance our moods by wearing certain colors. And in my opinion, red is a pick-me-up color, definitely a you know, a mood enhancer. And I, I usually encourage everyone to have at least one top or dress in the perfect red of their season and to use it consciously, even if it isn't a neutral. This is an episode on neutrals, remember? Um, but have something to have something red and put it on when you feel you need a boost of energy. Do you, do you relate to that at all, Christine? Totally. Oh, yes, totally. That mm -hmm. it is a, it's an underused color and you know effective because it's not just us that get a boost of energy everybody picks up mm -hmm. on something i think humans because it's the color of blood and yeah. uh i think that all humans are are very tuned into red yes it really works and and i think the same with yellow it's really a mood lifter if you can find something in your yellow um but we're moving off track here, Christine. We're supposed to be talking about how to do subdued, understated elegance with the help of neutrals. Okay, I'm going to stay on the energy thing for one second here. Mm -hmm. You made me think about it, Yorin. So now I, <laughs> I cannot really me. <laughs> um, I'm thinking about whether wearing certain colors affects the energy level I feel or whether some drain me of energy in my own season. I don't feel I exactly relate. What I could come up with is where do I feel whole? So red and navy blue, maybe the reason I think of them as having incredible continuity of the person is when I wear them, I feel oddly complete. Um, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> don't ask me to define it beyond that. I, I doubt I could. Depends well, I on the, I don't know. Yeah, well, you're onto something, but I think that is the the secret of wearing the colors in your palette that wherever if if you're wearing your greens you will be complete if you're wearing another season's greens it'll be something is off well that's it's really like, true and you could ask 10 people and get 10 answers i think some people would uh see a dark winter wearing periwinkle blue 
the lighter periwinkle blue or um, teal as being very complete. Might have to do with individual pigmentation, might have to do with, I mean, I am sure that if you live in Moscow, Mississippi or Montreal, you're going to have something different to say on that topic because everybody's got a little bit of a different take on it. Depends on the item too, like red pants. I'd notice that on anybody, dark winter or not. I, I just mm. can't see a context where they would be understated. Can you? No. No, there's something about that. Maybe we should, maybe it's about something that's close to your face. Because you, even with your red that you say is so, kind of goes so smoothly into your com being complete, you wouldn't wear that in pants. You would. I would not. You're talking about, you're to talking about something close to your face. Hmm. But other dark winters could. It would just be conspicuous for me. But then you know, you know, mm -hmm. I, I live in a very conservative place. Sure. Conservative if, place. Yes, and if we were Africans, I mean, color yeah. or Indian or any other, a Absolutely. lot of other cultures, it's it's just uh, yes, very different. And and I I think that's okay. Hmm. Yes, me too. I think it's just fantastic to see how other other people do the same thing we're trying to do mm -hmm. and because uh, we're influenced by so many things besides our coloring you know there's just so many other decisions that go mm -hmm. into it and and in our western culture uh, wearing all neutrals is considered sophisticated and um, elegant and, and in other cultures you can be completely sophisticated and elegant and they would say, you know, if you were wearing neutral, you would be mm -hmm. completely blah. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't say sophistication at all. It would just look poor or I don't know. Mm. Depends mm. what you're used to seeing around you, yeah. I think. Um, oh, anyway. So are we on track or off track? I'm thinking. No, we're, we are on track. I'm just thinking about your capsule wardrobes or the, the wardrobes you you offer to people in your newsletters mm. and would I see I mean I, I'm thinking going through all the seasons here and I do think autumn's true soft they they have that same way of they can wear their red and it's it just somehow they they flow right into it and it flows right into them um mm. and so red as a well, what about would you call it a building block? Yeah, yeah. So, so let's talk about wardrobes, basic wardrobes. Can a dark winter have red as a basic building block? Your red, you know, would you would you go so far as to say that red could replace neutral in a wardrobe for even for a dark winter? No, I I couldn't go that far. Mm -hmm. it, it would not replace white, gray, black. I could, I would include black, brown, navy in this mm -hmm. list. So mm -hmm. let's see, blackberry, thinking, thinking, nope. I could not add that, too much color statement. A reader had a great tip though for <laughs> putting neutrals together in interesting ways, which was to have, build up a bank of inspiring images to draw from. I love that. I uh, I walk a lot and I see a lot of Canada geese 
And the way that they're colored is amazing to me. I find it just super interesting. So let's let's come back to white, uh, black, gray, which was our original question. Is it possible to deliver understated elegance with those conventional winter neutrals? Yes, why not? The combination is calm and sharp at the same time. But winters, we need the element of contrast. Yeah. Yes, some kind of contrast. Color with neutral, warm with cool, light with dark, silver with dark. Do you think warm with cool, white, gray, black at the same or close darkness level, value level, do you think that's enough contrast just to vary warm and cool? Mm, no, no, I don't think so. Not from. I don't think it would be enough on a winter. The, the same value level looks kind of flat on a winter, you know, not quite energetic enough. Lighter grays with navy or black brown or dark aubergine, that would, that might be better. Yeah, yeah, agreed, it, it needs something. Okay, what about shape contrast? Say prints, would you include those in our neutral conversation or do you think the question was really intending um, solid color blocks? Because I love black and white prints. Well, we kind of talked about it, didn't we, with the houndstooth coat. There's a, a starkness and the strength of bare branches, the suggestion of shapes in silhouette, black silhouettes. Also like the spider, which I, I cannot, <laughs> I spidery spooky shapes in the distance. Those to me are great use of might be just mountains on the horizon. The, the suggested and solid shape not just shadow, which might be more subtle, more of a summer thing. What do you think? Yeah, prints can be great, black and white, um, but keeping in mind not oversizing the pattern or else it will become a statement, which yeah. is not the object of this episode. Um, if the reader's question was switched to a true spring in one's drama, like a true interfriend, like we mentioned earlier, she would use shape and angles and tailoring to achieve that in her own colors and prints as well. Uh, but let's we'll get back to that when we do the episode for springs on this theme. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Looking mm. forward to all these episodes. It was a great ah. suggestion. Um, pure white is considered a neutral. But, you know, I, I have to say that that word seems lacking somehow for white because I find white special and glorious on winter, all winter. I'm having kind of a white reawakening in, in my life. Yeah. Maybe that's it. It's so clean. It's so fresh. It's so bracing in a way that other colors just can't quite achieve. I don't find even in their season. Well, maybe because the attention is so much on how perfect the person can look in their white with none diverted, no attention diverted to the color. I would choose white in items other than a blouse, white shoes in summer, jeans, blazer, necktie, handbag, uh, winter coat. I saw a puffer jacket one time in just pure snow white. Oh my gosh, it was good. Um, what, would you agree? Do you think white is just so fantastic that, well, as Leah also has discovered, because she says she wears a lot of it and loves it. What do you think? What's your relationship with white? Um, growing. <laughs> 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 yes. yes, I used to, I used to detest white, uh, you know, because that crisp white shirt was always 
suggest that in those uh, items nobody can live without and I, oh. I rebel on and, and, yeah anyway but I I like white more and more I find it very interesting on a winter but um possibly the proportions would of white would be different on the three winters um Yep, and the color of white. That's not interchangeable, like black and gray, I don't think. No, no, maybe not. It's, uh, there are differences, yeah. yeah. Yes, the optic white of true winter and the sunshine white of bright winter and the smoky white of dark winter. It's a little bit more of a difference. But maybe because we are wearing white possibly more up against our face in a puffer coat. Well, and it's the nature of the color to reflect a lot of light. Yeah. Whereas black, darker colors, they absorb light. So, mm-hmm. you know, there'd be less space for conflict or something like that. So, but speaking of unique winter effects with neutrals, how about shine? Many white, gray, and black textiles have sheen, and I'm a huge fan. Because, um, well, like we said, the grays are metallic to distinguish them from other seasons. But shine goes with the territory of metals, and and shine can be done in white and black as well. Oh my gosh, I just so agree. And really, it's just not that hard to find shiny white, gray, or black. I don't find it's that hard to find anyway. Maybe because manufacturers look for ways to amp up these neutrals or catch consumers' eyes with them, but boy, it can be good. The level of shine, right, needs to be fairly high in winter. Same like polished metals in jewelry or in textiles, not as shiny for dark winter, but larger items, satin can be fine. I'm not talking about a mirror shine here. I'm just saying not matte. It's more interesting. It's somehow more elegant. It's a little more luxurious, yet to me understated in the spectrum of possible looks. Um, Jewelry. Is that included in our conversation? Well, I think so, because we've talked about diamonds and and so on. Doesn't have to be dripping diamonds. Doesn't have to be little tiny studs either. Could be a silver scrunchie. Could be black velvet something with silver threads running through it. Could be a silver wallet, buttons. Just some detail, maybe a detail that's seen only from the back if you don't really want shine around your face. Just pick something you already wear and make it metallic. Hmm. Oh, I wouldn't mind being dripping with diamonds, but <laughs> keeping it real here. Let's settle for texture like a rock mountain gray in pants and the softness of snow in a sweater texture or shape like snow on a branch. Um, contrast of texture like the soft mohair sweater with patent leather belt, handbag or shoes. Oh, yeah. I just think that's fabulous. Jewelry or a print, as we said, in something associated with winter time too, like um, a snowflake, a frozen waterfall. Seems like mass marketing, snowflake necklaces, but I think it would actually be very belonging, effective on a winter, icicle, earrings, anything to invoke that snow queen feel. Um, And you really got to believe in the beauty of what looks real and right. So often things are doing more on us and for us than we give them credit for. Like if you're not sure, switch it the other way around. Picture the snowflake on your true spring friend. I I don't see it as, I don't imagine it as being at home, even if it were gold, that'd be even more weird actually, but. Yes, it would. (laughs) 
<laughs> really weird, almost creepy. Yeah, um, yeah, something wrong. Yes. So speaking of not at home, um, it's important to pick the right neutral eyeshadows too. We talked about texture, we talked about jewelry, but let's talk about makeup, eyeshadows. Uh, and I think it's important to avoid eyeshadows looking like a mud or a streak of aluminium foil on the skin. And uh, I would like to point out the neutrals in the 12 Blueprints eyeshadows for the different seasons. It's so easy to get it right when you use those. It certainly gets you off to a good start, doesn't it? It would be very tricky, I think, for anyone to go into mainstream retail and assemble those colors. I... Um... Those were made initially, gosh, before the pandemic, back in 2016, 2017, Terry Wildfong, who was my colleague, our colleague in Michigan and California, and I, she came to Toronto and we put those together. And they do offer great options. They're very, very mix and matchable. Amazingly so. I mean, not just together on an eye, but blend them together on your hand or a piece of paper. It's just amazing what they can do because of, you know, the pandemic, we're still blaming COVID for too many things, but everything, well, everything, everything. <laughs> very handy. When will, yeah, it's very handy. I don't all know. About, it's all because of COVID. Yeah, it's COVID. But the, those palettes, I have to say, are an evolving piece of color engineering, but that's okay. I've learned a lot having to come up with new colors when some go out of stock and the palettes are not complete for every person. Like for instance, dark winter, I would love to have a light medium color um, from the selection available, but the, the company doesn't have them and that's fine. These are just very good choices to work with. And then you bring in colors you do like from other sources and the colors in the palette, they are available as singles because I don't know anybody uses palettes evenly. I sure don't. Um, and so if you're interested in a, in a color as a single, email me about that. Many of them are already on the website when palettes went out of stock, because that's the thing with palettes, right? One color isn't available. The whole palette mm -hmm. isn't available. And so those colors that you could still get um, are available as singles. But if yours isn't, just uh, email me. Yes, do it. And, and I think singles is great. So it's not a bad thing, really. Mm -hmm. So, and we will, Christine, include a link to the 12 Blueprints eyeshadows in the show notes. Um, so, in conclusion, do we have a couple of sentences to sum up how a winter can achieve a stunning yet understated look? <laughs> Christine? You're asking me for two sentences. <laughs> okay. Um, use your neutrals. Remember contrast and imagine possibilities. Think in pictures. Think of yourself in pictures. Mm, okay. Well, I'll let that slide, even though that was technically five sentences. I tried. Uh, but on that note, we'll say thanks and goodbye. And we look forward to start working on our next episode, which will not be another neutrals episode. We'll take a little break and come back to another season to do that with. But as always, keep those questions coming because we're eager to gather ideas for our next Q&A episode. Uh, you can contact us via the comment section on the Chrysalis Color podcast page or write emails to us. Our emails are in the show notes. Thanks for being here. See you next time. <laughs>